Hey y'all, welcome to Love Lives Truth Carpet episode three of season one. I am Yaya, better known as Shakita Banana. Yo, <laughs> you Shakita Banana. Like, I don't call you Shakita Banana. Who who is calling you Shakita Banana anywhere? I want you to call me Shakita Banana. Not calling you Shakita Banana. <laughs> okay. Maybe on Tuesday. But I'm here with my best friend. Mo to the Eat to the <laughs> small loud jaw. I've been binge watching Moesha, so I'm like, everything is mo to the eat to the. Okay. The funny thing is, I forgot that that was going to come on. So when I texted you that yesterday, I was like, okay, Moni, mo to the. And you was like, that's funny. I'm watching it right now. I was like, oh, snap. I forgot it was coming on Netflix. But yes, uh, shout out to it- Netflix. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to them for putting all the good shows on Netflix. I mean, we've been asking for it for a while, so they heard the people, and here it is. I'm gonna try to watch that this week, though. Yeah, she does. <laughs> so we could chit chat about it. I've been I've been enjoying it very very much. So aside from enjoying Netflix and the old '90s shows, how are you feeling today, girl? I'm tired. Girl, you know I'm <laughs> <laughs> as you rub your eyes. <laughs> Girl, you know, I'm on the West Coast. I had to get up early for this today to make sure that we got it in and that everybody be able to hear True Carpet so I can edit this thing. You feel me? So So it's 11.45 right now for me. What time is it for you? 8.45. I know for some it's not. That's not early, but I got up at 7. So that's early for me. (laughs) (laughs) And to be on this podcast right now, we appreciate you, girl. We appreciate you. Hey, but I got my coffees. Hey, you you know, hey, that wake me up. So I'm good to go. I'm good to go. I'm fired up, wired up. Let's get it. <laughs> Let's get it. All right. So we're going to start off with our show rundown. Moni, I'm going to let you do the honors because, you know, I'll mess it up if I try. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see what I can do here. Today's show rundown, we'll be starting off with our dorm stories per usual. Today, we'll be talking about dating while in college. Then we'll be jumping into the poetic suite where Yaya will be reciting insight. Then we're going to jump into our hot topics. Ladies and gentlemen, today we are talking about the five love languages, what ours are, how it relates to our partner, what they really mean to us, what we have learned about them. And then we are going to break down those love languages and let you know how to use them in regards to your partner. And then last but not least, of course, we always end with announcements that you do not want to miss. So make sure you are tuned in all the way until the end so that you don't miss out. All right. You ready to get into it? Hey, you know, you ain't got to ask me twice. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Moni. So. What was going on for you in college? Were you single, dating? What was going on while you were in college? Girl, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. Wow. Wow. I, <laughs> girl, you already know. I was in a long-distance relationship throughout that entire matriculation. like mm-hmm. just, And it was on and off, so it wasn't even a consistent relationship throughout the entire four years. It was me and my high school sweetheart. He was all the way in California. I was in Atlanta. And it was one of the most difficult things that I ever had to deal with, especially with coming straight out of high school and understanding how to even navigate 
mm-hmm. a relationship so far apart. I did not like it. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, and I'm just thinking about just me and you being friends and calling. I mean, I don't care whatever time you call me, but just like trying to navigate that relationship on two different coasts too. That's crazy. Three hour difference. And then just think about how when we first got to school, we were doing like our step practices and stuff. So it was a lot mm. of times I wasn't available. Like, yeah, I didn't think of that. I didn't think girl, of that. Drama, drama, not being available when somebody wants you to be available and just. Or used to be, you used to you being available all of the time too. Right, that part too, and not being able to see each other, trying to video chat when you can. Ooh, baby. It was, right, it was more stressful than it needed to be, honestly. But hey. How old were you when you got to college? I was 18. Okay. I was 18. So we uh we started dating when I was 17. So by the time I graduated, we were still we were still together. But I think before my before I even got through freshman year, before I even got through both semesters, we had already broken up. Like I I, I need a break. This is too stressful. <laughs> it was too stressful. I was like, I can't, I can't do it. Like you stressed me out. You making everything, everything was like times a hundred. Mm-hmm. Like in regards to like communication and our relationship, it was every everything was an issue. So, yeah. yeah. So, what about you, Gorel? What well, was you doing? <laughs> I came to college single. Um, I never had a boyfriend while I was in high school. So, coming to college, that was the first quote unquote real boyfriend that I ever had. Um, I met a friend on the step team. Um, and you know, our step team, we were really tight and we spent a lot of time together and getting we to know did. each other. So, um, one spring break while we were having our little party or whatever, I remember, um, one of the boys was in my face. It was like, Oh, who you got a crush on? And I told him who it was. And that just made a big deal. Like everyone was like, Oh, she likes such and such. She likes such and such. So when such and such came back from, uh, from home in spring break, everybody let it know. And we, Became closer, but I started to like him because I felt like I can be open with him and talk to him about everything. And then some things that other guys at the school, meaning like from our clique, didn't understand about me. He understood it. He grasped it. He was always there. So that um, that attracted me to him. And we started dating our sophomore year in college. So pretty much during, pretty much throughout the whole matriculation, we were together. We had two breakups um, on and off or whatever, but... Yeah, until he broke his leg, <laughs> we were together pretty much. I remember that. Yeah, I you was, were like triangulated <laughs> into our relationship. I was. I was by the y'all all the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Open the door, guys. Let me in. What we watching? I'm like, Simone, this is supposed to be me and his turn. And he be like, Come on, Moni. Come on, Moni. Like, oh my god, this is not polygamy, bro. <laughs> my boyfriend. <laughs> Don't worry, y'all. I had no interest at all. <laughs> I know, but it was just funny. Just jumping in bed. Not like cuddling with us, but she'll be in a room with us. I definitely out would. With us. <laughs> oh, my God. So you pretty much already shared the ups and downs of um, being in a long-distance relationship and being far away. Um, you talked about a little bit about how it was hard with the time lapse. Do you feel like there were other... Um, things that you despised about your relationship? Like, were there any other difficulties or things that you really loved about your long-distance relationship? Because some people like being close, but some people like being far. So, how did you feel when you were having that LDR? Ooh, bars. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for me, it just 
mostly like just being young and naive it was a lot a lot of trust issues um yeah. and i truly i think we didn't truly understand what we wanted at that time like i felt like we were older in another part in time like as adults now like it would probably most definitely could work but at that time and being in college and just wanting to have fun and understand like i should just be living my life right now i don't need to be stressing out over no boy <laughs> wait is that you as an like adult now saying these things or did you think those things while you were in college i was thinking it while i was in college because i okay. even had some conversation i was like yo he is stressing me out I was like i need to be focusing on school and i've always been super focused on like making sure that my school work was maintained so i was like i should most definitely be doing the same thing in college and part of that was that he didn't understand like i mean he understood that my education was important to me hence why i went to college in the first place mm -hmm. but he didn't even want me to go that far to the point where I even considered moving back home to go to a college closest to him. But once I found out it was going to take me an extra year to graduate, I was like, nah, I'm staying out yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not about to compromise. <laughs> I been stay in school a lot longer. Plus, I really love my experience. Mm -hmm. So had I had to go back to California, that would have just like changed my entire experience altogether. And I probably wouldn't have um, the connections and the friends that I do now. So I can... I don't know. It was uh it was just stressful. Like I would not I would not recommend it. Like y'all listen to me. <laughs> if you coming out of high school and going into college and you are in a relationship, I'm just saying consider consider you know, take just taking a break from each other and exploring other things. If y'all could do it, more power to you. I thought that I could do it. I definitely tried, but mm -hmm. it just it just came with too much stress. And then the worst part of it was when I got a call from a girl talking about how she was with, like, my boyfriend was her boyfriend, sending me mm -hmm. pictures together. And, like, that was just nah. Yeah, <laughs> like, that was definitely nah. I remember that situation. We like, talked about that on our RG Live, too. Yeah, uh, my first RG Live, we talked about that. Okay. So, yeah, that was, yeah, that was the worst of it for me. That was, like, damn near the tip tip of the iceberg <laughs> yeah but even with you saying that he um what'd you say i'm sorry i said i'll say damn near the tip of the iceberg because we ended up getting together again so yeah definitely a back and forth for a long time yeah but like even what you're saying he didn't want you to go far like i see what he means you know if he had his relationship with you for at least a year before you left y'all built this bond bond it's kind of like a love a young love. I do this every episode saying things backwards. A young <laughs> love situation where like, bro, like we in this relationship, like he probably was thinking, how could you leave me? Not not, not emotionally, but like you're physically apart and it's going to be hard. And it ended up for you being hard. But I don't know. That's I always wondered in my little dorm room, like how she doing this? <laughs> <laughs> But as far as you, like you had some distance at one point. So how did you handle being away from your boo thing while we were on our breaks from school? It was a headache at at times. Like, so I live in Jersey and my boo thing lived in the South. And he took it as when we're away from each other, I'm on break. Like he would literally tell me I'm on break whenever I'll say, you know, I called you earlier or whatever. So to me, it felt like when we're away from each other, not at school, then did you think that you were not in a relationship? Did you not have a girlfriend when you were back at home? Were you cheating? Like, what's going on? So, like, those are the things that went on in my mind. Yes, I was happy to be home um, to see my family and hang out with some old friends and everything, but 
I, in my mind, if you're still my boyfriend, if I reach out to you, and not saying I was calling all day, every day, but if I call you and you see that I call, like, why would you let a day or some days go by before it hit me back? And then, like, a lot of times I felt like we were, I was rushed off the phone. Like, yeah, I get it. You're at home. You want to enjoy your town and your family and everything, too. But at least text me and let me know you're thinking about me. And I just felt like um, he didn't care for me when we were separated. Like, so, out of sight, out of mind. Definitely out of sight, out of mind. Definitely. And that's all, that's why, like, when I look back on things and how we ended up breaking up at all, I, I do believe it's out of sight, out of mind. Some people can do long-distance relationships, but for other people, it's just not there for it. So, for me, it's not there for me. Like, it's not in the books for me to have a long-distance relationship at all. And we'll talk about the why later on, you know, on a different segment. I'm not going <laughs> to jump into it now. But for me, I definitely need my partner to be if not in the same city, in the same state, somewhere nearby in a certain like perimeter area. That's crazy. I honestly feel like I could do it. Like as long as we video chat and we communicate on a consistent basis, like just, just text me. Like I'm good with like a funny meme and you just let me know you're thinking about me, sending gifts back and forth. So by the time that we are together and spending that time together, it's most definitely going to be very memorable. <laughs> oh, just thinking about it. <laughs> I can do it. I think I think it's definitely possible. I feel like I'm one of the ones that could definitely make it work. <laughs> as long as me and that person have it in a um an understanding with within each other, it's possible. Mm-hmm. And I'm also thinking like, okay, you know, um typically you always hear when you're in college, you're gonna meet friends all over, you could um go home during breaks with them. He wasn't one to have that. Like maybe other couples did, because you know you hear these things. But he, I was never invited to go Thanksgiving or Christmas break. So if that was there during that, then maybe so. But it that it was just it seemed like it was drama during that time. Not maybe not from <laughs> his perspective, but for me, it was like, bro, like, what the heck is going on? I try to make it work. I try to, you know, send video, not nasty videos, y'all, because I don't do that. But <clears throat> I mean, like, I try to, you know, send voice notes to him or try to do things at the same time so it feels like we're together, especially like during summer breaks, because that's a longer break. Um, but mm. nah, it was just like, I'm on break, bro. Girl, that girlfriend stuff could wait till we get back to <laughs> campus. <laughs> you have any highlights from having a relationship well in college? Every time I think about um, us in the relationship that we had, not us, me, me and me and Moni, me and my boo thing in college. <laughs> Because, you know, she she thought she was my boot too. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Girl, continue. <laughs> um, I always think about um, our second Valentine's Day together. And that was the Valentine's where Moni's boyfriend surprised her and came to Atlanta. Oh, yes. Yeah, she we, definitely did. We went on a double date to Atlantic Station and we went to Rosa Mexicano because that was my favorite restaurant at that time. For me, that was an awkward date because <laughs> it was like, it was. <laughs> <laughs> like it's funny because I always, I was like, oh, I always wanted to have a double date. This is gonna be fun, but it was just like, like the guys didn't know each other, but the girls we knew each other, and of course my boo knew Simone because he went to school with us. So it was just like we're eating, we're trying to laugh, and it was just like, 
is kind of feel weird. But um, man, you can't blame that. He was so he was antisocial anyway. Like <laughs> he was not he was not feeling it. Like yeah. And I, then mm, after that, after that we went to like that little middle that little middle um area in the street on Atlantic Station where they got the grass and that little tall thing. I don't know what it's called, but we went there. We were sitting there. We ended up having a quote unquote home homemade DIY photo shoot with our cell phones. And then, <laughs> and then after that, he was like, uh, so what do you want to do now? I think we were supposed to see a movie or something was scheduled, um, but we had to wait and it was like a long wait. So he was like, uh, you been want to go to that thing upstairs, right? And I, was, I tried to play it off of it. What thing? I kind of knew what he's talking about, but in my head, I'm like, that's expensive. He's not going to pay for me to go there. And he was like, that blind people thing. And I was like, oh my God. So it's a place called Dialogue in the Dark where you walk through and you get to experience what it's like to be, um, live the life of a blind person for a day. And it was a great experience. I had a good time. Um, after that, we basically celebrated that whole weekend of Valentine's Day because that was also our our anniversary. So like we had, mm-hmm. I cooked for him one night and then he had a surprise in his dorm room for me. Then another night, it was just really nice. So every time I think back on my favorite highlight with him in college is that weekend, that Valentine's Day slash anniversary weekend. Yeah, that was cute. Aw. Yeah. What about highlights for you, girl? <sighs> and not about me because I know you got like, 50,000 memories of me, but I Girl. mean, <laughs> which are boo. Well, by senior year, I came back from the summer engaged. So I came back with a ring on my finger. Mind you, this is not the highlight, y'all. Keep listening. So <laughs> if you like um, it, then you should have put a ring on it. So I came back engaged. And of course, everyone's asking, don't you think you're too young to be engaged? Are you sure you want to get married? I'm like, no, this is what I want to do. This is the next phase of my life, blah, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. I had a a guy friend of mine sit down with me to talk to me mm-hmm. and asked me basically to be in a relationship with him and wanted to know if I was happy in the relationship that I was in. Wait, he saw the ring on your finger and then said it? or He knew. I, I honestly can't remember if I told him after he asked me or... Girl, hold your I head. Think, I see you holding your head. Like, Because I'm thinking about it, but I'm also just like, I didn't know what to do, girl. I'm 21. I haven't even engaged, been engaged for a full month yet. And this... Uh, he sits me down mm-hmm. and asks me, like, to, to try being in a relationship with him. And I'm just like, how can you put this on me now? I literally yeah. just got engaged. And in my mind, I'm thinking... I'm, you know, I'm engaged. I need to stay committed to the person that I'm, you know, in a relationship with. When I wanted to try this, when I wasn't in a relationship, that's not something you were ready for. Now you're too mm. late. What do you think of that? Like, yeah. okay, so like, did that cause any confusion for you, or were you just like, your time is off? I'm already taken, kind of thing. It was very confusing for me because I honestly wasn't. Sh- at one point, I wasn't sure what I would do. I'm like, dang, is he serious? Like, you really want to try? to have a relationship with me. I didn't even know that that was something that you were interested in. Mm -hmm. Turns out he actually did want one, but by the time he asked, I had already committed myself to another person and I Mm -hmm. felt like it wouldn't be right for me to be like, "Uh, well, I guess I'll take this ring off for a little bit. Let me try this over here for a while and see if this is what I want. I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be wishy-washy and back and forth like that. Plus me being naive, I'm thinking like, this is the relationship I'm supposed to be in. We've been through so much (laughs) together. I have this ring. For a reason, yeah. Girl, I didn't bring back. 
<laughs> I think that's um, selfish on the other guy's part. Like, you you wait. Like, you had, what was that, three years before this? And then all of a sudden, did you feel like something was being taken? Like, basically, lesson learned. Fellas, if you see a woman who you can see yourself with or you want to give it a try, don't wait. Because there's always somebody else who's going to snatch you know, snatch that opportunity, see value in it. So don't try to wait because that's, I don't know. Don't try to do that. Mm-mm. That's all I got to say. Obviously, the cat got my tongue right now because that's just, <laughs> girl. All right, Molly. So I have another question for you, which is, if you were able to go back, would you date during college? If so, why? If not, why not? Would I date? Yes. Would I be in that long distance relationship that I came into college with? Probably not. <laughs> oh, I like how you separated that because that is a difference. Dating and having a relationship is totally different. All right, so tell me why and why not. Mostly because of the the stress that I was I was under, but I think it may also partially be the person that I was in a relationship with. I mean, maybe had it been someone else, it may not have felt as I may not have felt as much pressure. But I honestly do feel like we gave it a good effort, especially for our eighteen to twenty two age range she that said, we were in. She said they had a good run. <laughs> give it some effort we had a good run (laughs) we did like we truly made an effort like we we wrote letters sometimes and sent gifts and then like before you know he came and he surprised me Mm -hmm. um and spent I think he was there for I think it was like almost a week yeah um he was there he had bought our whole dorm like he filled the whole refrigerator with groceries like he like he really really tried like Mm -hmm. he really tried to make it work and I do feel like we genuinely did love each other which is why I felt like I was ready to get married like we made it through all like these different um obstacles with each other we had our peaks and our valleys understanding like oh well this is what you know this is what relationships are getting through things together and we made it through all of this so of course we're supposed to be getting married but as we grew (laughs) older Mm -hmm. we started to grow more apart um but yes, back to the question. I would, I would definitely, I would definitely date because I feel like dating gives you a sense of understanding, like who you are and who you are trying to find in a person. Mm-hmm. Um, it just gives you like no, like a different range of guys. Because being in college, you get to know people from everywhere, different yeah. types of personalities, and just understanding like who you click with and who you don't click with, just things like that. So yes, I would definitely date, but I. Still, I I won't de- recommend a long distance relationship for starting out in college. Just just not my not my thing. <laughs> yeah, you put the twist on it because it is a difference between dating and having a relationship in college. So yeah, one percent. I'll still stick to the dating and getting to know people. I think it's important to date because that's where you learn or how you learn what you like about guys and what you dislike about guys and what you want as far as um, when it gets time to have a relationship with somebody else. So yes, I'll say the dating part. Um, but as far as the relationship part, um, it's a two-piece fold for me. I like that I experienced having a relationship with a boyfriend in college, seeing the ups and downs and learning that relationships aren't always sweet. It takes work to make things work with one another. Um, <laughs> and also that was my first heartbreak too. So I'm glad that I I hate to say it this word, but I'm glad I got it out of the way and experienced it at that young 20s age opposed to experiencing it for the first time when I'm in my late 20s or 30s or 40s, whenever it, my next relationship ends up coming with the heartbreak kind of thing. I would like to say, nah, like, 
I would like to say if I went back to college, I would have just gone through the whole matriculation just being single because that would have allowed me to focus on my studies more and had a possibly higher GPA or maybe done more things. Like even I've always wanted to study abroad or do just different things in school. But then I thought, I don't want to be away from my boyfriend. I don't want to be away from my friends, like things like that. So maybe if I was single, I would have had less restriction on my mind. But then just keeping it a book, I still being in the back of my mind because I'm such a lover for love. So I still would have been wanting to have a relationship <laughs> too. So <laughs> yeah, like it would have been cool to be single through the whole ride and just not focus on that. But if it wasn't him, it probably would have been somebody else in my Because <laughs> I was dating other people. It's just he, I just had my eyes stuck on him. So you know what they say, had I known then what I know now. Because now I'm like, I'm single until I'm married. <laughs> I mean, that's what the Bible says. I say that every time you say that too. I didn't, but I didn't know that then. I did not know that then. I probably didn't know that until I was like twenty-five mm-hmm. that I heard actually heard that, and I was like, you know what? That makes sense. You're right. Mm-hmm. Had I known that then, I probably, I literally wouldn't have stressed as much as I did because I'm like, look, we not married yet, so until we are, let's just and let's just date and see what happens. But hey, hey. here we are now. X amount of years later. X amount of years. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You ready to go ahead and stroll on over to sweet two, two, three. Let's do it, girl. Okay, everybody. We're going to slide into sweet two, two, three, which is love loud poetic sweet. I'm going to be reciting a poem, an original piece, by Unique Love, which is myself, of course. (laughs) This poem is entitled Insight. May I inform you of how I feel and you not disappear? The only reason that I hold them in is simply due to fear. Because over the years to this point, I've been kind of near. Though the sight of love in the distance introduced some type of scare. I have been told several times before that I'm the married type and that any man who gets his hands on me should be hella hype. But when I get that bug in my ear, it introduces fright because it's taught me to believe that I'm not his beauty in sight. So what's a lady to do when she's used to such news, when she wants you to know what's up, but for you to get it misconstrued? For something that seems so perfect to lead you to being perplexed. And me feeling left in the nude, confused, simply because you can't handle the news that I really got a thing for you. Yes, snap it up, y'all. Clap it up if you wish. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. And you already Thanks, know what's gonna coming next, but I'm going <laughs> to ask anyway. Okay. What inspired you to write Insight? So for this poem, I would say that I had several muses, not just one muse, but several. And I just give a shout out to all the people who I started to date, gave a chance to get to know them. And then I feel like when guys feel like you're starting to get closer to them and that they no longer have to do that pursuing chase thing, they start to kind of fall back. So for me, having experienced that in the past, 
it kind of made me fall back on being open and letting people know how I feel about them. Like, oh, I really mm. like you or texting them first good morning or wanting to see them because in my past, it made me feel like, or I've experienced that when I start to do that, they start to fall back more and, and do less of the chasing. So um, this poem is inspired by me seeing myself liking somebody in, fu- in the future and basically asking, is it okay for me to be genuine and let you know how I feel? without you having to scare me away from it. Is it okay if I let you know all these things that I'm thinking and you not be afraid or say, oh, yo, she she on me right now? Like, is it okay if I be on you? Because I, I feel like you on me. So <laughs> that's where that poem comes from. Girl, you would think too, like, just be honest with me. Like, if I'm telling you how I feel about you and you don't feel the same way, just be honest. Don't tell me what you think I want to hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not going to help in the long run because you're giving me this false perception of what I think is real mm-hmm. when deep down, you don't have any intentions of being with me past the next week. So <laughs> sometimes I've, I've never, <laughs> I've never understood why some guys couldn't grasp the concept of just being honest, even though, even though some guys are, and then some women just can't grasp the concept like, nah, boo, he don't want you. Yeah. But on the flip side too, is people say it's like communication is important. I think communication is important, but it's also comprehension. Because if you tell me something and I don't understand it, that's a totally, a totally different thing. Mm-hmm. Like if someone doesn't understand what you're telling them, you have a, a whole whirlwind of problems. So communication is one thing, but comprehension is definitely at the top. So we have to find different ways to communicate with one another. People understand things differently. Mm-hmm. Oh, that seemed like a nice little segue. <laughs> It is, it is. And this is what I was trying to refrain from from early because I was like, we're going to talk about that a little later. But you ready to get into it? Yes, come on, let's get to these hot topics, girl. Hot topics. All right, so today's hot topic, we are talking love languages. The ideology of love languages comes from a guy named Gary Chapman. He wrote several books on um, the five love languages and how you can learn to connect with your lover or other people in life. Um, The five love languages include words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving or giving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. So this is the hot topic of today. All right, Moni, are you ready? Yes, I am ready. Girl, I was born ready. What's up? Because you a star, girl. You a star. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are your top three love languages, and how did you learn what they are? My top three are words of affirmation at 29%, mm-hmm. acts of service at 26%, and quality time at 23%. Okay. I found out about each of them on the Five Love Language website where it asks me a bunch of different questions to help me differentiate whether, you know, I liked physical touch or a gift more <laughs> than the other. <laughs> so basically you choose between the two things. So whichever one I preferred more, I chose that one. And then in the end, it was those top three. Okay. Words of affirmation. I never knew that about you. How did you, like, do you feel like that quiz was spot on or do you feel like it's trash I feel like it was spot on because I like to feel appreciated I do I help people a lot even though I do it out of the kindness of my heart it doesn't hurt to get 
a thank you or someone to let me know that I am appreciated for something that I did or just someone just letting me know that they that they love me. I don't know. I think I definitely think it's connected to me to me helping helping others. But at the end of the day, it doesn't hurt to know that I am loved. I'm appreciated that that I'm seen like you letting me know that I'm seen like you're doing a great job or even a, a congratulations, because I feel like oftentimes I think it may be related to me growing up as a kid, probably because I also I've always been pushed to like do my best. So in, in in doing my best, I want to make sure like, hey, is it is it was this my best? You need confirmation, <laughs> like verbal confirmation that you're doing good. Yeah, I think I think it probably may stem from that, like as a from being a being a child, um, and needing to know like, okay, great job, you did great, um, and being pushed like to be my best self. Cause sometimes I feel like I may fall short in regards to being my best self, but other people might see what I don't. So being able to hear that, it's like, oh, okay. I'm being too hard on myself. I'm good. <laughs> okay. So if you help um, somebody clean their room and they just give you a hug and a kiss on the forehead, for you, that's not enough. You need to hear verbally, thank you for taking the time out to help me. No, I don't necessarily think it's that either. Because uh, people could argue that actions speak louder than words. So like giving a hug and a kiss is still someone showing their appreciation. Yeah, but for you, um, your love language is... Your love language, your top one is words of affirmation. Yeah, but I also like hugs. So I wouldn't <laughs> not like receiving a hug from someone. <laughs> okay, 3% physical touch. <laughs> yes, but that's just in regards to hugs. I think in regards to relationships, it's like the physical touch portion. Like, because I give people hugs all the time. I don't dislike giving hugs. But yeah, I think for words of affirmation, I don't know. Because I don't even want to say it's in regards to validation. So I guess it's like it's a toss up and it's hard to say. <clears throat> That's weird because, OK, so when I think words of affirmation, I think of a person who uh, wants to hear I love you, wants to hear I appreciate you, wants to hear thank you um, those times. And it doesn't mean all of the time, but that's your number one thing of somebody knowing that somebody loves and appreciates you or cares of, of you. That makes you feel loved. So just hearing those small words or talking to them or whatever is what validates those things. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's what it means. I don't know. Maybe I'm just confusing myself, but I mean, I guess, I guess it's because I would prefer someone to tell me, but I guess I don't need them to, I guess, if that makes sense. If you had guy A and guy B, I'm guessing based off of this and based off of Gary Chapman's uh, ideology is that if guy A did more words of affirmation and guy B did more of giving you gifts and smacking you on your booty, you would probably lean towards liking and wanting to be with the guy who does more of that words of affirmation and active service for you, opposed to a guy who's only giving you something that you say you need 19% of and 3% of. That's the way I'm looking at it. Based off of Gary Chapman's. Well, yeah, shoot. Hike me up. Let so me know that, that you bit me. That's when like, it matters. That's when it matters. Yeah, like I want you to hype. I, I want I want to feel that fire. Like I want you to like, girl, you got this. What you talking about, girl? You, <laughs> I, I want to feel like I want to feel that fire. That's what I'm like. That's what I want to feel. Like I want you to tell me. Like I want you to tell me that you got me. And I when you say it, I want you to mean it. Like I don't want you to just tell me something just because it sounded. Tell I want you to me tell me because. What you want. <laughs> 
All right, so my love languages are quality time coming in at 30%, physical touch at 27%, and words of affirmation at 20%. My quiz this time, because I've been, I take these quizzes on and off to see if it's going to change. Um, so I guess that's the where did I learn it from. I took the quiz just like Moni did. Um, and it's always consistent. Um, but this time it only told me my top three. So I don't think it's trash at all. It's definitely, for me, spot on. I love quality time. For me, you can say um, that you're thinking about me, that you care about me, or send a text here and there, but nothing means more than to be physically in the same space with the person that I care about and love, especially undisturbed. Like, if we're in the same spot, just like we could be chilling and it's dead silent with the TV on or just cuddling. Like, to me, that means so much. It just, it, it makes me feel so special. Like, you took the time to put everything else aside and you're showing me that I matter right now. So that means a lot to me. Um, the second one, physical touch, my girlfriends know you, Lama Day, Etlin, Altaya, I love a booty rub. Like, I love a good, a good booty rub <laughs> or like somebody like giving that good embrace not the church hug not that one just the right arm little choke hug kind of but the one that you like held you so tight you feel secure kind of hug and then you kind of you know I like to be picked up because I'm little so like when they lift you off the ground like huh, like that makes me feel so good aside from that kind of physical touch if I'm crying or if I'm upset just like a gentle touch on my back or somebody putting their hand on my knee it, it makes me feel like I'm secure or I'm not alone like that you care about me opposed to somebody just sitting there twiddling their thumbs like mm, yeah she's crying I'm just gonna sit here and pass her a tissue like I feel I will feel more loved and care about if somebody put their arm on my back or rub it console me to help me like calm down um and the third one it's 20%, but words of affirmation kind of does do it for me to remind me that I am beautiful, to remind me that, yeah, I'm away right now, but I am thinking about you. Um, I do care about you. Um, I've never really received gifts from anybody um, because what I'm thinking is somebody can say, go out shopping and pick up something for me. Like, yeah, that lets me know that you cared about me, but this sounds crazy, but did you pick up something for the other girl too? <laughs> so for me... <laughs> Words like affirm with me that you care about me, that you love me, that you were thinking about me. So yeah, those are my top three: quality time, physical touch, and words of affirmation. When you first asked me, I was literally trying to generalize it in regards to all people, not in a relationship with a guy. Uh, so that's why I was like, I don't necessarily need someone to tell me thank you, but it would be preferred because I help people all the time. Mm -hmm. But like in a relationship, like like you said, I want you to let me know that I'm beautiful and that you love me and that you care about me and that you appreciate the things that I do because I will most definitely go above and beyond and out of my way for the person, you know, that I'm in a relationship with. Because yeah. like I said before, I don't want anybody to tell me what they think that I want to hear. It's important for you to say what you mean and mean what you say. That's why I feel like words of affirmation are at the the, the top, top for me. I mean, I like, it's this, and it's also like a part of like communication and talking mm -hmm. and just letting me know how you, how you really feel. Um, which is why I also think like quality time is, uh, it's close in range with and acts of service too. Mm -hmm.
because you can, there's a lot that you can communicate in regards to, to quality time just by being around one another or doing something for one another that doesn't even necessarily have to do with like buying a gift, which is why I think buying a gift and physical touch is at the bottom because I can just <laughs> enjoy being around you. Yeah. Sitting in silence. As long as I'm with you and near you and we're just watching TV or something like that, I'm down with that. Mm-hmm. Or helping me out with something that I really that I really need help with and you taking your time out to help me do something that you see that I'm struggling with. Mm-hmm. Cause I would do I would do the the same thing for someone else. Yeah. And I feel like this is a segue to um skip the next question and go to Number three, because you said that when you were thinking of it, you were thinking of romantic relationships, but love languages. um, No, I wasn't thinking of romantic relationships at first. Okay, you weren't thinking of them. So with number three, it's asking, are love languages important in non-romantic relationships? And for me, um, with my top three, quality time, physical touch, and words of affirmation, that matters for everybody that matters with Simone, that matters for the other ladies that I just said that matters with my mom, that matters for everybody. My mom could be watching TV and just me sitting up around her. It just, it makes my day. Like it makes me feel happy. Um, the same thing about when I said about uh, crying and stuff that goes for non-romantic or romantic words of affirmation, hearing that from my uh, family, that matters too. Um, or when you say, I love you, girl, when you get off the phone sometimes, that like makes me feel happy <laughs> too. Um, so it's not just for romantic or non-romantic. I think those are my love languages across the board. Um, and it's also important to let other people know that these are our love languages so that they can learn how to love us appropriately because they may be buying me all these gifts, but to me, quote unquote, is not enough because you're not giving me what it is that I need to feel loved by you. So just with going with the book, I wanted to read a quote that was in there that stood out to me in chapter nine, which is love is not an island of emotion, but rather an attitude that corresponds with appropriate behaviors. Love is the attitude that says, I choose to look out for your interest. How may I serve you? Then love responds with meaningful, positive behavior. So that's a quote from um, Gary Chapman's book in chapter nine saying, I need you to tell me how you want to be loved so then I can abide by it accordingly. So I believe our love may serve no purpose if the person we buy gifts for or doing favors for or saying affirming words to are countless if that person needs a hug or just to have their hand held. I agree. Um, and then also to add to what you were saying, like in regards to doing my uh, research on what love languages are, mm-hmm. you could share the same love language with someone, but your dialect could be different mm. um, in the way that you want that love language. <laughs> Stop it. The way that you want that love language to serve you. So let's just say you and I, in, as far as like acts of service, mm-hmm. you may enjoy like someone washing the dishes or washing the clothes to help you out. But for me, it may be just making sure that, you know, wash my car from time to time. <laughs> Put some <laughs> like, gas in my car. I don't care about time. you, right? Put some gas in my car or go buy the groceries sometimes. I'm not too much worried about the housework. I can get that done. Mm-hmm. Um, so just because you're like doing, like I'm, I'm feeding your love language, but you're not feeding the right part of it or you're not speaking um, the dialect of the love language that um, that serves me. So right. that's important also for both romantic and um, friendships as well. 
I think it's also important what I hear the undertone of you saying is that we should not just go by assuming, but maybe we should just have a conversation and ask uh, what the person needs. Like I know um, my friend Etlin, whenever I'm crying or I'm talking about something that has me in distress, she'll ask me, is it okay to hug you right now? Like, I feel like I want to hug you, but is it okay? Do you need a hug? Do you want to just sit in silence? Do you want to talk about it? Like, what is it that you need? Because yeah, she wants to reach out and grab me and hug me because she sees me hurt, but it matters more in that moment what it is that I need. So I could be sitting here for Simone. I could be sitting here and saying, oh my God, like I got this long list of things that I need to do in a short amount of time. And I don't know how I'm going to do it. Like it's stressing me out, girl. Da, da, da. Simone could randomly go and go buy the um, seeds and the soil that I need for my garden. But that could have been the top thing that I really wanted to do for myself. So it could be feasible or nice if Simone says, okay, do you want me to help you tackle some of these things? But then somebody else might say, um, oh, I love that Simone just surprised me and just did this. So kind of get to know your partner and have those open mm-hmm. dialects of what it is that they will appreciate. Because then you could be doing all these things, um, like whether it's asking or whether it's doing it without asking. And it could be a trigger of somebody that they dated before that they went along and did these things. So basically, you never know. Like you can't judge somebody by what they look like or what you just assume. Just feel free to have open dialogue with people. Right. That's definitely, that's definitely important. Yes, girl. It is girl. <laughs> <laughs> I like seeing a smile on your face. <laughs> that makes me feel like you appreciate me. <laughs> <laughs> God, this is quality time. Yes, this is quality time. I love it. I love it. All right. So um, right now you are speaking one of my love languages, which is quality time. Do you feel like you are able to speak love languages of those people that you love, specifically your significant other? I think I am now because for a while I never knew what love languages were. And I feel like it could have helped me more Mm -hmm. had I known them in the past. But now that I understand what they are, I understand why some of the relationships I tried to have didn't work or probably (laughs) would have never worked. Mm -hmm. For people that weren't willing to actually feed into what my love language actually was. But then I also realized that those that were feeding into my love language were actually abusing it mm. because they were telling me what I wanted to hear, like abusing the words, I I love you. Like mm-hmm. just saying, I love you to receive something in return. Word. Like you're, you're just saying it, but your your actions aren't coinciding with what's coming out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important in that regard to understand what the love language is, but not abuse it and to try to use it to your, to your advantage. Oh, I'm just going to do this so I can get this back. Mm-hmm. That's when people That's be not... get when people be taking your blueprint and just doing right. What, yeah. We had that conversation. I know what you mean, girl. That's, you see my face. That is not what the love language is for. Like don't buy me a gift because you want me to cook dinner. Mm. Like, no, don't it purposely ignore me knowing that my love language is words of affirmation and not speaking to me because you know, that's going to hurt me. Like don't do things like that. Where? Like it's, it's not okay. Especially when you do it intentionally, like you, of course you can unintentionally hurt someone, but when you do it just to make sure that you're getting something that you want in return and abusing someone's love language, that's not cool. That's not cool. <laughs> yeah, that's not cool. <laughs> I always got a song. 
Um, so I've been single for a long time, so I'm not sure. Like, I would like to say that I can be successful in speaking my lover's love language, but that's nothing that I can uh, feel confident about saying now because it's been a long time. I should have left you. <laughs> Sorry, I told you I was going to um, so with me right now, I just, I think it was actually last month. I was like, you know, um, we're starting to date people now. I'm interested in giving them, the, giving them this test so I can find out what their love languages are so I can start off on the right foot and, um, learn to speak them. And if I can't speak them, then I don't know if that's grounds for separation or if I should just put more effort into learning those. It, I guess it depends on my vibe mm. or how I connect with that person. So I did go out, uh, I guess it was a quarantine date. Cause if it was regular times, I wouldn't have called it a date, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was a quarantine date. I went out to um, meet with this guy and I literally, we were talking about, you know, old relationships and things like that. Per him, I didn't bring it up. He started talking about it. And then um, I forget how it segued into talking about how we, um, feel appreciated but he was saying that he he's basically like acts of service he likes you know when people do things for him or whatever and I was like you know what let's find out what what your um, love limits really are have you ever taken a test and he's like no I was like would you like to take the test now he's like yeah let's do it so we we took the um test and it was really like it was really nice like just foreshadowing before this ever happened and before thinking it would be him I was like would that be awkward like would that be an awkward situation to put a guy in but he was really down for it. He enjoyed it. He was like, really like, mm, let me think about this question. <laughs> so it made our date, um, our quarantine date, kind of enjoyable. And then at the same time, I was learning about him and he got to learn about me in that instance. So, yeah, I don't know what it's going to be like until I give it a try to speak those per- that person's love language. But it's not something that I'm shut off to because it has to be reciprocated. Like if I want you to not just buy me gifts because you think your old girlfriends, they loved those gifts. Like, you know, learn how to speak it to me or we may not work out. Right. Plus, like I had said before, like, it's more than just communication. It's also comprehension and understanding, like, why this is my love language and why these don't work for me. Because mm-hmm. you could just be trying to buy me a gift to try to, like, to keep from actually talking to me. Yeah. Like, oh, I just give her a gift. And that'll be done with it. She'll be happy. No, I'm not happy. I need you to talk to me or I need you to come sit next to me or I need you to hug me. I don't want you to just give me this bag. Like, no, can you take this back? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you still have the receipt? Yep. Like, that's not something I asked you for. Like, I had a guy that I was, uh, I guess, dating at some point. And he will always want to buy me stuff. And I'll be like, no, you don't have to do that. He bought me like jackets and shoes. Just just buy me stuff just to buy me stuff. And, and you I'm love like, shoes. I love shoes, girl. <laughs> Too many to count. And I'm like, you don't need to buy me these things. But then this is also the same person that was like, oh, I love you. I love you. I love you. But didn't even really love me. And I'm like, dude, just because you buy me gifts does not mean that you love me like you don't have to tell me that don't use those three words and try to make it seem as if you feel a way that you don't or did he love you and he just you just didn't hear it because he wasn't speaking your love language that's like people like we you and I speak English and comprehend English and I can comprehend a little bit of Spanish but if somebody come in here speaking Chinese to us we won't understand it. We're not going to grasp it because we don't comprehend that language, nor do we speak it. 
So they may be saying all these things to us, but we it's not going to get to us because you're not speaking to me the way I need you to speak to me. So I don't know this guy or anything, but somebody in the future or him now, they could genuinely feel that way. But because y'all aren't speaking the same language or on the same playing field, it's not reciprocated. You know what? I take that back. I'm not going to say he didn't love me. I'm going <laughs> to say he wasn't in love with me. That's okay. what I'm going to say. I'm not going to say that he didn't didn't love me because I had love for him also. It was just to the point where it was just like, I know what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you ha- you don't want to be in a relationship with me. So you don't have to keep trying to tell me because I know you have no intentions of taking us any farther than where we are right now. Well, that's a specific situation. All right. So we're talking about love languages with everybody else, but um, I'm not going to give him 100% credit because I didn't know this before he said it, but I was at my aunt's house she had a barbecue and I was talking about dating I showed my dating profiles to my cousin Ronald and he was like no you need to change that you need to change that <laughs> like you're too forward on your <laughs> profile like just make it fun think about fun and I was like but this but that whatever and the question that he asked me that stood out to me was you want to be loved and cared for by people but when do you actually use the love languages that you know that you like to receive from others to cater to yourself. So the question that I have for you is that same thing. How do you use your own love languages to cater to yourself if you do at all? So for words of affirmation, great question, by the way. Thank you. I'll tell Ronald, (laughs) I'll give him semi-credit for that. (laughs) Uh, For words of affirmation, I definitely love positive affirmations. Yeah, like I said, do. I like to I like to be hyped up, never give up, you got this, like do what you need to do, believe in yourself more, give yourself more credit, just things to keep myself going. So I'm like to keep myself in the mindset, like, all right, you good, everything will be fine. Like it's most definitely positive affirmations mm-hmm. for quality time. I love sending gifts to my friends, especially those that I don't get to see all the time. All Why my don't friends you get are to all see over us? the place. Exactly. We got, long, we got long-distance <laughs> relationships going on here. <laughs> so I love, love, love sending gifts. That's like a great way to equate for quality time for people that you don't get to see all the time or video chatting. I definitely love a long video chat or a long conversation on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> like if I if I don't talk to a friend in a while and we end up talking, we're most definitely gonna talk for more than an hour. Probably yeah. close to probably close to two if we if we have the time. But we're most definitely gonna hit at least an hour mm-hmm. of talking on the phone. So I definitely love that for quality time. And then as far as acts of service, like I said, I I love helping people when when I am able, whether that's like surprising somebody with some money. <laughs> Um, Cause I know that they could use it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in regards to like catering to myself a little more, I want to try to allow pe- allow myself to be more open to people when they ask me <laughs> if I need help with something opposed to being more adamant about doing it myself. Because I think sometimes I'm, a, uh, I get so caught up in like, yeah, I want them to help me, but what if they don't do it the way that I want them to do it? <laughs> girl, that's me. That's <laughs> So me, it's just, I should, in regards to catering to myself and letting go of some of that stress, I should be more open to allowing people when they ask to actually help me. So be like, no, 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 I got it. And I'm like, girl, no, you don't got it. You know you need somebody to help you. <laughs> but the fact that they even ask me, I'm like, thank you, so, thank you for asking. Yeah. I appreciate that. But actually like taking them up on their offer, like <sighs> be open to that girl, be open. 
What about you? How do you cater to you? Yeah, Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, for me, when he asked me that question and prior to, because he can't get all the credit, um, I just thought about myself like I loved having quality time by myself. Like my door closed, my phone off, like even if I'm playing my little video games on my phone, just not texting anybody or not answering phone calls, just quality time to myself. Yes. Um, it just makes me feel good. Um, that can also look, because I said in my room, but that can also look like me going for a long car ride. Like yesterday, I was texting the same. She was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm at Trader Joe's again, like twice in the same week spending mad money. But it was because I was bored and I just wanted to like, get out there and just <laughs> do something for myself. So like just being in the car alone to, for me yesterday, it just felt so good. Um, going to get a Manny Petty and have my music on, like just, you know, treating myself. I mean, they touching my feet, mm -hmm. but I wasn't thinking about that. I meant just like <laughs> being on my own. And then the two things that I learned within the last two years was, was it the last two years or last three-ish years was learning to go. It's okay to go to the movie theater by myself. Like, when I, you know, prior to, I was so scared, like, bro, I'm about to look so corny to people. It's not about to be fun because I'm going to be laughing by myself. Like, who does that? Or even out to eat by myself. Like, who does that? It's about to be couples there. It's about to be families there. And I'm here by myself. And I tried it. And it was so much fun. Like, I think the first movie I went to see by myself was uh, Black Panther. And then after that, I went to see another movie by myself. And then after that, I went to see another movie by myself. And it was just so great. And then... um. When I went out to eat, I got to sit there as long as I wanted to. I got to look at the menu and cho choose something that I wanted to post. Like, what you about to get? Let me look at the price range. Okay, yeah, you about I love to get, a solo you about to get something that costs around this range. So I got to get something that's in that range, two or less. No, like a solo date is perfect. It just felt good. And then um, lastly, would be just cuddling in my blanket on my couch and watching a podcast. I said watching a podcast, listening to a podcast or watching TV. Yes, you know, I can't say 100% that I'm alone, a lonesome, introverted person. But when I'm alone, I enjoy being alone and having quality time to myself. But when I'm with other enjoy people, it. I enjoy that too. So a good balance is yes. good. Yes, and you definitely should have a good balance of both. Because mm -hmm. you shouldn't always have to feel as if you got to have somebody around. You got to learn how to be by yourself sometimes. Yeah, I think a lot of people are learning that during quarantine too. Like people that's <laughs> living with other people is like, I heard somebody say um, that they took a longer walk to the grocery store, even though it was a straight shot from their house to the grocery store. They walked around the block like three times and then went to the grocery store before coming home because during this quarantine, you stuck in, quote unquote, stuck in the house with this person. Like, it's good to have, like you said, a good balance. You need that mm -hmm. significant other or family time, but then you also need a break. But yeah, girl, that's how I cared it to myself. That's how you cater to you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's get into our next thingy, majiggy, a wiggy. <laughs> All right, y'all. So usually in this section, we'll be giving you a scenario or letter from one of our listeners. But today we are going to be taking the time to break down how to speak your spouse's love language. And I'm going to start with words of affirmation. So this is how you communicate. Encourage, affirm, appreciate, empathize, and listen actively. Actions you can take, send an unexpected note, a text, a card. Encourage genuinely and often. 
and things to avoid, non-constructive criticism, not recognizing or appreciating effort. Next up is physical touch. How to communicate, nonverbal use of body language and touch to emphasize love. Actions to take may include hugging, kissing, holding hands, showing physical affection regularly. Make intimacy a thoughtful priority. And remember, intimacy does not only mean sex. Things to avoid, physical neglect, long stinks without intimacy, or receiving affection coldly. Like, don't hug me, don't touch me if you don't really mean it, bro. <laughs> Do it from the, from the bottom of your heart. Yes, always from the bottom of the heart. Next up is receiving gifts. How to communicate thoughtfulness. Make your spouse a priority. Speak purposefully. Actions to take, give thoughtful gifts and gestures. Small things matter in a big way. Express gratitude when receiving a gift. Also, I'd like to add that handmade things. Oh, yes. You know, DIY. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's those, and sometimes it's the small things that count. You don't have to think extravagant. Yes. You don't have to think extravagant. Think about your, your first date or think about like, Include their favorite color, like a bag full of a bunch of stuff that's their favorite color. Mm -hmm. Like just simple stuff that you can get from the dollar store. Like small, simple things. All right. And things to avoid. Forgetting special occasions Mm. and unenthusiastic gift receiving. Don't just be giving a gift just to be giving a gift. Like here, there you go. Like, oof. Don't give me a gift just because it's Valentine's Day. I'm not even a big Valentine's Day person, but I'm just saying that might be somebody's thing. Like. Don't just do it just to do it. Yeah. I um I can't imagine, because I've never had this happen, but I can't imagine somebody forgetting my birthday or forgetting our anniversary. Like, I can't imagine that. But I'm the same way just because gifts. Well, I said I'm not a gift person, but, you know, when somebody does something um, just because we're going on a date just because we're, I brought you this, this flower bouquet just because, not because it's a holiday or Valentine's Day or anything like that, but. Just because. So that makes it more thoughtful. Yeah. All right. Up next is quality time. How to communicate? Uninterrupted and focused conversations. Don't be texting. Don't be looking on Twitter and Instagram when you're with me. Don't be watching sports or your favorite other stuff and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then push me out the way. Like, no. Uninterrupted. But if I like the sports too, or if I'm okay with it, then yeah like if there's no talking that's fine um also one-on-one time is critical so you can have double dates or things like that but what makes it more special if it's one-on-one no interrupted um or like having to focus spread your attention to other people actions to take create special moments together take walks and do small things with your spouse weekend getaways are huge it it gives you time to be somewhere that's uninterrupted, um, especially if you have other family members or other people or other priorities to take care of. Just separating yourself from your norm can give you that space. Yeah, if you have the time to do that once a month, that that would be nice. That would be nice. And it doesn't even mean like a resort or out of the country or anything like that. Like I remember my mom told me when my parents were younger, they would um get a hotel room not like like little kids younger i mean like when they were in their young 20s or whatever young adults yeah thank you (laughs) young adults they would um get a hotel room together somewhere maybe pa or somewhere in jersey just to get away and that's how they spend quality time with one another 
because it it avoids, which is next, distractions when spending time together. Long stints without one-on-one time can be something that you don't want to do too. So just make sure that you have a um, have a balance in where you can give quality time to one another. Mm-hmm. All righty. And last but not least is acts of service. So how to communicate that? Use action phrases like I'll help. They want to know you're with them, partnered with them. You know, this, even if they don't want it, like somebody like me, still <laughs> offer it. They'll, they'll, <laughs> they'll appreciate it. I mean, sometimes you might just have to take the bag of groceries out of my hand. Just yeah. like, girl, g- give me that. <laughs> I got this. I'm like, oh, he's chivalrous. <laughs> you chivalrous. Oh, yes. Thank you. Mm, yes. Um, actions to take, do chores together or make them breakfast in bed. Go out of your way to help alleviate their daily workload. If you surprise me by cleaning up the house, ooh, baby. <laughs> I think that's good, though. Oh, my gosh. I think that's good oh, my gosh. Like, when you were talking about the whole chores and cleaning the house earlier, I'm the kind of person, like, I think the 50-50, I know some of my, our viewers or listeners have different perspectives, but this is mine. You use the dishes, too. You got clothes, too. Like, it's not solely my responsibility to clean. Like, you can even make it a fun thing. Turn on the music. Turn on a game. Turn on. Do something that's fun. Like let's dance around the house while we clean it up. Like it ain't got to be exactly. Dry. And things to avoid: making the request of others a higher priority. Whew. Lacking follow through on tasks, big and small. Like if you're gonna do it, don't just like I said. Don't just say it just to say it. Like mm-hmm. follow through and get it done. Get like it there's done. no need to offer your help if you don't really want to do it. And as far as like being in a relationship, your spouse should be first. I mean, unless y'all have kids, but for the most part, like your spouse will be first. So make sure you're making sure that their needs are taken care of mm-hmm. and making sure that they make sure that they're good yeah. first. Yes, girl. So we want to give credit to graphic by fiercemarriage.com. Sorry, this graphic was created by fiercemarriage.com. But all of these principles and how to communicate actions to take and things to avoid all comes from Dr. Gary Chapman. So thank you, Dr. Gary. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now we're going to get into our announcements, Moni. All righty, y'all. So please make sure you subscribe to our website. We are talking about love languages. So in regards to giving yourself some self-love, we have a self-love journal entitled Note to Self that you can download for free as long as you subscribe to our website. They have prompts in there to help you write some journal entries just to keep your mind from wandering into a place that you may not want to go. Let's just keep our, our brains on a positive drive. So subscribe to the website. You'll be able to download that for free. Okay. Our next announcement is our August question of the month. So for our question of the month, we are asking, if you could give advice to your 16-year-old self, what would you say? We will be posting this question of the month here and there on our Instagram page, which is Love Loud LLC. And of course, we always have a giveaway. So if you follow us, You'll find out what that giveaway is. And then if you answer on our truth carpet section on our website, you will be entered to win the prize. All right, y'all. And every single Wednesday, we have our vibes battle where me and Yaya battle it out for 
the best music that vibes with the quote for that day. So if you follow us on Instagram, on our story, we always have our quotes and I'll have a song playing and Yaya will have a song playing. Whichever one you feel better vibes with that quote. The winner is added to our Spotify playlist. So if you do have Spotify, please follow our playlist, Love Loud Vibes, and join in on adding the songs to the playlist. Y'all have to vote. Y'all votes create the playlist. Yes, Let us know yeah. what y'all think. <laughs> y'all can listen to that playlist <laughs> while y'all doing these extra services around the house. <laughs> Let them know. You know, I right. listened to it while I was... Um... I think I was cooking or something. I was like, yo, are these some, some good jams? I was enjoying this. So shout out to the people who have been voting. Um, shout out to people who have been subscribing and sharing our podcast, everything, buying the books, buying our merchandise. We appreciate mm-hmm. everybody who has been giving Love Loud some love. Yes, L-O-V-E. Yeah, that, you know, supporting us, that's our love language. We feel loved by all of the support that people thank are y'all. giving us. Yes, thank you mm-hmm, so much. Mm-hmm. And lastly, we want to ask you to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, we will be posting more videos and we have been posting different videos, whether it's responses to our questions of the month, our podcast for those who can't um, access Spotify or Anchor right now and different silly videos so just enjoy make sure you subscribe like and if you enjoy what you're watching enjoy what you're hearing make sure that you share with a friend so they can share with their friends and their friends and their friends that's right yes that's right and that's all we have for you today this was fun Moni talking about yeah I really um, like this one yeah yeah I was I'm gonna tell you the truth I was nervous I was like I don't know what I'm gonna say about this relationship that I done had but you know it was it was nice talking about it with you and I know that you know I experienced your dating life and you experienced mine, meaning that we mm-hmm. were both there with one another while we were going through these things. And um, yeah, this is this was really good. I'm excited yeah. to for the people to hear this. Right. So, until next time. Until next time. We will speak with y'all later. Bye. Peace out.